So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to invite a man who, uh, as he says himself, a self-proclaimed expert in all things Amazon, Chris Green. So, Chris has dealt with Amazon FBA. He's also here now to talk to us about a really exciting opportunity that I think is really, really important to know about now while you can get in on the ground floor, and that is Merch by Amazon. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. I'm glad to be here, man. This is there's a lot that we could cover, so I'm, I'm excited to bring as much value as I can and, and keep people up to date with the ever-changing world of Amazon. Uh, it's tough. It is tough to keep up with everything that they're doing, uh, but so many things that they're doing, they allow us to kind of piggyback on uh, like uh, sellers in the third-party marketplace. We get to piggyback on their listings and piggyback on their, uh, their customer base that Amazon has the trust for and then piggyback on their fulfillment with FBA. Uh, so they perfect something. And then they let us use it basically for free as long as we keep their customers happy. And uh, it, it's just a really amazing time to be a, a business, uh, an individual, an entrepreneur, uh, wherever you are. Uh, that, what I feel I'm good at is showing you guys how you can use Amazon to make a little extra money or a, a full-time income or an enterprise-level business using Amazon's technology. It, it's nuts. Amazing. Well, you, you certainly sold me on the whole Amazon opportunity all over again. So, uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into Amazon? Um, was it sort of retail arbitrage? Is it FBA? What sort of what sort of background did you have? It was kind of both of those. I mean, I was really big on uh, when I first became a seller. I'm not really an active seller anymore, uh, but I became a, a big seller on eBay. And then Amazon kind of opened up their marketplace. This is before like their auctions and their Z shops. And, you know, so it was after that. Uh, and I started selling on Amazon because it was free, right? eBay had fees. Amazon didn't. I was like, well, what is there to lose? So I list some stuff over there and start selling. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm not getting any questions from Amazon customers. I'm, you know, this is like a pretty low maintenance compared to a typical eBay transaction. Uh, so I started listing more and more on Amazon. And at the time, I was also a prime buyer, right? So everybody should know what Amazon Prime is by now. It's kind of a household term. Uh, it's at least 10 years old. It might be 11. Uh, and I found out it, it is 11. Uh, I signed up for Amazon Prime the first month it came out, February 2005, right? So I hit like the 10-year mark in 2015 when it came out. And of course, that gave you free two-day shipping and $3.99 overnight shipping. This is before Prime Video and, and all the other Prime perks that you get now. Uh, but my wife and I bought a lot of stuff from Amazon, like all the time. So if the pay, it was 79 bucks at the time. It's 99 bucks now to be Prime member. So like less than 10 bucks a month, and I'm going to get free two-day air shipping on everything that I buy, and I'm hooked instantly, right? So I'm, I was aware enough to realize that I was hooked. And I was like, well, if I'm hooked on Prime, other customers are going to be hooked on Prime too. And that's when FBA started to launch for third-party sellers where they'd say, yeah, just send us your inventory. We'll do all the work. We'll store it, pick it, pack it, ship it, all that stuff. And it'll be eligible for Prime benefits, including the free two-day night. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's way too powerful. That there's no way the fees are going to make sense. It's going to be too expensive. Uh, but I look into it, and the fees are actually less. I'm actually making more money per sale. I'm going to do less work, and the customers can get the product faster. So yeah, I'm going all in on this. So I go all in on FBA, and then I'm kind of twiddling my thumbs. What am I going to do now? Uh, so I get into used books and media, scanning barcodes uh, at book sales and thrift stores and and garage sales and and all those things. And uh, I, I finally send all that stuff to FBA. Thinking, originally thinking I couldn't do that. So I send it all in. Now I'm bored again. I'm like, I need something to process this inventory faster. And that's when I developed ScanPower. It's uh, the leading 
FBA software tool where you can scan any barcode. It's going to tell you what you can sell for on Amazon. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I got, got my, my start in being a public figure um, because we would market our product with education. I'm just going to teach you how to make money on Amazon. And one way I did that by accident was self-publishing a book. The book was originally just to kind of answer the most common questions about Amazon and FBA and Prime and why this all works. Uh, and then we kind of became the go-to manual uh, for people who are looking to get into this business. It's still available on Amazon. It's got over 500 reviews, uh, less than 10 bucks. You get the Kindle version for free. It's called Arbitrage. And uh, it's got all my contact info in there as well. And, uh, you know, that led me into the world of Amazon. And ever since then, I've gotten into the self-publishing, the Kindle, um, now Merch by Amazon. There are so many different ways you can make money with Amazon if you just know what they are and then know how to put the pieces together and apply them to yourself and your business. And uh, that's why it's such an amazing, exciting time to understand how Amazon works. Because uh, once you know how it works, you can pick the platforms that make the most sense for you and then kind of go all in on them. Wow. So what's very, very interesting is you haven't just come straight in and done retail arbitrage or just done private label. You started off on a different platform and you've come to Amazon. So you've got a sense of context and you uh, have a, a depth of background as well. So let's home in on Merch by Amazon because obviously any one of these areas is huge. I'm particularly excited by the idea of Merch by Amazon. Um, can you explain to us what it is and how it works in a sort of basic terms and then we'll dive in there? Oh, I'll keep it basic because it really is basic, right? This, this isn't a complicated business model, but I do get a lot of questions because I think people don't believe it. They're like, no, that's too good to be true. There's no way Amazon would do that. Um, you know, like, people think, oh, well, by the time I've heard of it, then it must be already played out, right? Like there's no opportunity left. And a lot of that, you know, for lack of a better word, is kind of a loser mentality. Like it is ground floor. Now, I know when people hear the words ground floor, they think, oh, someone's trying to pitch me MLM. They want to sell me like diet shakes. And like, it's not. It's ground floor because no one's heard of it. And here's how you can test. Go ask anybody that you know if they have ever heard of Merch by Amazon. And if you find someone, I mean, by all means, network with that person, hang out with them because they are cutting edge, right? Yeah. And here's the comparison, right? Like I just said, Prime is a household name. People know Amazon Prime. But it's been out 10 plus years, 11 plus years it's been out. And it's been on TV and all this stuff. And you'll still find people who don't know what Amazon Prime is. Uh, find someone who knows what FBA is. Right? Ask your friends, your family, your neighbors, everybody, what's FBA? Have you ever heard of it? Most people are still going to say no. FBA is eight years old, right? Eight years. It's been out there with people like me writing books about it and making videos and telling anybody who will listen about FBA. And still, nobody knows about it. Now we're talking merch, less than one year old, less than one year, right? So one eighth amount of time that FBA has been out there. No one's heard about merch, right? And the opportunity really is almost too fantastic to believe because I can take an image. I can, this is a merch shirt right here. This is my Scam Power logo, right? All I have to do with this is with free photo editing software, or I can get Photoshop. It's only 10 bucks a month. This needs to be in the right format. It needs to be 4,500 wide, 5,400 tall, 300 DPI, PNG file. That's it. It's got a transparent background. That's all it is. I upload it. I give it a title, a price, some description, bullet points, and... Say, okay, put it on Amazon. Amazon is going to put that item on Amazon for sale as a physical product, searchable on Amazon, prime eligible on Amazon, up to five different colors that I can pick out of the available 15 and every size. Kids, women's, and men's, from
from small up to triple X. They're going to offer all that for me for free. And when it sells, say I sell a shirt for 20 bucks, I'm going to get just under eight bucks royalty sent to my bank account once a month as a big royalty check. Now, all I got to do is make stuff that either people want to search for and buy or send some traffic, right? If you've got a YouTube channel, if you've got a following, you got a Facebook, you got a company, you can make these shirts and you can tell people about them. Anything you want to do, you can upload. Now, there's some rules. You can't put like the F word anymore. Um, you, you can't put like, you know, sports and celebrities. I mean, there's, there's trademark and copyright rules that, that people need to pay attention to. But you'd be surprised. Some of the most popular merch brands on shirts are simple text-based shirts, like the novelty kind of parody shirts or, you know, like hashtag shirts. Uh, and they throw them up. It takes no time at all and put them up and you're going to start getting some sales. And when this first came out, and I'm getting excited about it. I'm posting about it. People are like, well, Teespring already does that. Teespring print-on-demand shirts, they, they've already been around. I'm like, yeah, they have already been around. Just like with FBA, fulfillment by Amazon, fulfillment warehouses have been around for decades where a company can say, hey, all our product goes over to XYZ Fulfillment. When we get the orders, we send them over there, and they do it. So the fulfillment company does what they're good at. FBA was not new. It wasn't like this amazing service never existed before. But with FBA, it's on Amazon, searchable on Amazon, and Prime eligible, right? Teespring is not. So when people say, what about Teespring? It's the same thing. I don't care about Teespring. I have no interest in Teespring at all. Sorry, Teespring. It's not personal. But if you're not on Amazon and you're not Prime eligible, I'm just not interested because now you got to drive traffic. No one's just going to hop on your Teespring thing and start buying it. But they are going to Amazon. If they can buy in one click, Prime eligible, you don't have to do any work, like, that's what gets me excited because it's just so, I mean, I've done a lot of presentations on merch and a lot of presentations on Amazon FBA, whether you're doing retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, private label, wholesale, all these things with FBA, you've got to search, research, look up stuff, get some money, buy some product, prep it, spend more money sending it to Amazon, crossing your fingers. It's actually going to sell for a price that's going to return a profit to you. Like you've got some skin in the game. Right, like not everybody's going to go down that road. Not everybody's going to invest eighteen thousand dollars in the first private label product that might not sell any. Right, like that risk is always there with merch. Oh, I didn't sell any shirts. Who cares? It took me five minutes to upload that shirt, and no one bought it. Oh well, let me make another shirt. <laughs> right, and you can experiment. And you can find different things that are going to work, and and then you use the platform creatively. And I mean, we can get into some of those ideas because, man, I want to make sure I hit all the questions you want to ask because. This is just the most amazing opportunity. As soon as this came out, I was like, I knew exactly where this was going, right? Yeah. There are now, I can now create royalty generating Amazon product pages for free. I know exactly where this is going, right? I'm, I, want, I want to make those product pages and I want to send traffic there or I want to make stuff that people are already searching for, right? So, so we can get into those, those two things, you know, sitting back on organic or driving traffic as well because they're, they're different, but they're the same. Yeah. Okay. So this is um, mind blowing stuff. So let me just um, let me just check because it does sound absolutely too good to be true. I'm totally with you. The, the first question is, can you really make eight dollars from a twenty dollar sale, and you haven't invested any money in inventory up front? No. Is that what you just said? The only investment that you have is you have to have the image. All right. Okay. So you have to either be okay at Photoshop. And and here's the thing, guys. Photoshop is ten dollars a month with like a free trial. It's all subscription-based. You don't have to spend $300 to buy Photoshop Suite anymore. $9.99 a month is going to get you Photoshop. And they have their own in-house tutorial videos, right? 
professional, made by Adobe, right? And if those aren't good enough for you, go on YouTube and find any amount of free videos that are going to explain every single thing you want to do in Photoshop. And start with simple text-based shirts, right? Like, that's it. Put some hashtags, some trending hashtag across the top, and, and pay attention to news and, and see what people are talking about, what's trending. And then go on Amazon and look. And I can, I'll give you a link. Um, if you guys go to MerchShirts.com, I put together a handy little search. It's completely free to use. You can search any keyword. Press the button. It's going to open up a new tab showing you all of the Merch by Amazon shirts that have that keyword in there. So you can see what's already selling. And Amazon has sales ranks. If you have a private label and retail arbitrage background, you know what an Amazon sales rank is. You can see what's selling. You can be like, hey, look, a lot of people are buying uh, killer whale shirts or gorilla shirts or, or whatever it is. And say, so, you know what? I'm going to make a gorilla shirt because all these suck. So I'm going to make one that's even better. And you can either make it yourself or use this thing called the internet and Facebook and, and find some designers. Find someone who is really good at Photoshop who will make that shirt for you for five bucks. Now, I know we're, we're out of the free zone now, right? <laughs> We've just hired a designer for $5. But if you don't believe in your design enough to expect to sell one shirt that's going to give you $7, then maybe don't make that design, yeah. right? But the freebie way... There's free software out there, free online photo editing software. You can teach yourself. If you want to keep it free all the way through, you can. I do recommend you know, finding some designers and paying them because a good design, it just, it just sells. You, know, like you can look at two shirts and be like, good design, crap design. And which one's going to buy? You know, people are going to buy the good one. So, so do consider that. But you are able to get Amazon product pages, royalty generating Amazon product pages for zero cost. Absolutely so zero cost. It, so tell me about this. This uh, I have to say, it does sound like a dream come true after the whole FBA thing. And most listeners that I've got will, at some level, know that they've got to spend some serious money. And I'm very, very upfront with people. I'm like, you want to start for five hundred pounds or a thousand bucks or whatever? Forget it now. I, I just think it's too competitive, particularly in the United States. So they're used to the idea, I think, of spending some good money upfront anyway. So five dollars isn't going to phase anyone, but. So no, tell me about the structure of this, first of all. That how does the royalty percentage work? As is it as a percentage of sales price or what co does, does the, Amazon charge you any fulfillment costs? How does that all work? What's the structure of the, the finances? Well, they charge everything and they don't really do it as like a line item, like you know, there's it is, but they don't show it to you because they do charge uh, a variable closing fee, 15% for the clothing category. So that will change based on your shirt price. Now your shirt price can be one percent royalty. You can't be zero, which I'm not sure why. You have to at least get a one percent or a one cent royalty, uh, all the way up to a max price of forty nine ninety nine. Which I don't know why they put a max price. I mean, if someone wants to spend a thousand dollars for a t shirt, and you can sell it, good for you, right? Like, go for it. But they max it out at forty nine ninety nine, so it's not a completely straight line, you know, fee structure. The higher price shirt is going to have a higher um, kind of final value fee for for lack or a, a category specific commission. I guess is how Amazon would say it. Uh, but other than that, all the other fees are fixed. And uh, when you're listing the shirt and you put in your price, it's going to tell you your royalty is going to be. And that's really all, all it really needs to be. You know, you don't want to make no money. Um, there might be some shirts that you're like, you know what, I want a low price because I want to attract as many sales as possible because it's, it's a scam power shirt, right? Like I'm more happy people wearing this shirt than the seven bucks, right? So I would price this shirt a lot lower than a shirt that, hey, I want to make my money on this shirt. I want to sell a ton. And get paid. Now, the most common price uh, is $19.99 on Amazon, right? So, if you don't know what to price it at, 
price it at $19.99 for your shirts and use this as, as a kind of general kind of guideline. If you're going to charge more than $19.99, you have to have a good reason, right? And maybe you do. Maybe you're charging a premium. Maybe it's a great looking design. Maybe it's a, a special offer, maybe whatever it is, but have a reason. If you can't define, if you can't say a reason, then $19.99, right? And, uh, and experiment, you know, and you can change your price after the fact that, you know, you're not locked into it. Uh, great. But if you're unsure, $19.99. Great. So that, that gives me an idea. So really, so you, you can make anything from zero or effectively zero if you decide that for some reason you want to sell a lot at a low price, uh, or you can make up to, is it, did you say $8 for $20 thing? So what's that, um, about um, 40% or royalty or something? Yeah, I mean, I can actually just pull it. I can pull it all the way up. I can give you the. I mean, and th these are going to change over time. Okay. So if you're, if I'm, someone's listening on replay, could be a little different because they're going to adjust their fees as they go. Um, but I want I want you guys to have the exact exact numbers. All right. So what I I just log. This is how fast it is. I've already logged in at Merch by Amazon. I'm going to upload an image. Uh, so I've got some images handy because I've uploaded some shirts recently. And I'm going to save the selection. And, and guys, the details are all on the page. You can do front images. You can do back images. You can do front and back images. Uh, now, those, those selections are going to change your royalty. Okay? If you right. like both sides, it's going to cost more. Right? Now, all the fees are going to be listed on the Merch by Amazon resource page. Uh, they have two different types of shirts, Anvil and American Apparel. Anvil are a, a cheap, little bit of a cheaper brand, uh, more of a typical T-shirt where American Apparel is more of a slim fit. That a lot of people like. I prefer the American Apparel, um, but they do cost a dollar fifty more, so it takes out of your royalty. So, for the example here, T-shirt cost. I'm looking at this is live right now, nineteen ninety nine on an Anvil single side print, right? So just a front image, which most merch by Amazon shirts are. Cost plus listing fee is twelve thirty one. Okay, twelve thirty one, giving me an estimated royalty seven dollars and sixty eight cents per unit. Okay, now let's see how low I can go. I want to say I can go like 1080. Now it's gone up since then. 1099, oh, 1097, 1096, 10. All right, 1096 is the absolute lowest price that I can go, giving me a one cent royalty. Now that's the cheapest shirt with the single print with the lowest royalty. Wow. Right. So, so what's striking me is, uh, forgive me, Ed, cutting across you, but I'm just, I'm just trying to get my head around it and, and, and think what the hell the right questions are to ask because it's a different world from FBA. So in a way, if you paid somebody five bucks for a design and you sell one T-shirt for one cent, I don't know, you, you almost can't lose money in this. I mean, you can lose five bucks per design. So let's yeah. say you go crazy and buy 20 designs, you could lose a hundred bucks. But I mean, uh, that's kind of that's kind of the limit to the downside, isn't it? Is am I right or am I missing something here? I mean, the only cost involved is your your time and money to create the designs. Sure, right. So you do have to do that part of it. I, I highly recommend just networking, finding someone who's good at designing, and finding yeah. something you can give them, right? Because to me, it's more about like the relationship than the money. I could hire somebody, but then you have to go back and forth, and you know, it's like, well, I did like three revisions, so I have to charge you. Forget all that. Find find someone who needs what you have, right? Like you're teaching them about it, merch by Amazon. And they're going to do some designs for you. You know, like it, those relationships, they don't come overnight, but they can certainly be, uh, be found and be had. Um, but to put this, this royalty and this cost into perspective, um, because people just lose sight of the numbers, I think. 10, that was a 1096? 1096, Amazon is going to two-day air ship me 
a single print shirt of anything that I want. Right now, I have ordered. I don't think I have it here. I have ordered one-off shirts that I wanted just for me for special events. Uh, like I had a Facebook slash Chris. So Facebook.com slash Chris is how you can find me on Facebook. And I wanted that right on the chest. So when I went to an event, you know, it, it would be in the pictures and people could see it. It would be on any videos. It would be easy to communicate to people. And that, that shirt cost me over $50 because they had to make one shirt. And there's no company in the world that's going to be like, yeah, we're really excited to make one shirt. No, they, they will, but for 50 bucks they will. Yeah. Right. Amazon's going to do that for under $11. Right, because they have the capacity, and let's break this down from like an FBA kind of background. Right, Amazon had the capacity to ship more boxes. Right, and at the time, fifty percent of all Amazon sales, or no, fifty percent of all Amazon customers had never purchased a product from a third-party merchant on Amazon. Why? They weren't Prime eligible. It wasn't Amazon. It wasn't Amazon's return policy. They're like, well, I don't, I don't want to go to this third-party guy. His return policy isn't clear. It's not even posted. It, it's shipping from Washington State, and I live on the East Coast, and it's ground shipping. Like, I want it now. I want Prime. They were paying more for it. So Amazon tried to figure out how do we get this to happen. What What does the customer want? The customer wants the Amazon, uh, the Amazon the process, yeah, the Amazon yeah. experience, but with third-party inventory. Yeah. Right. So how they do? They open up fulfillment to third-party sellers. Uh, they had the capacity. Right, so they, they let us jump in on. They charge us for it, right? It's not free. We gotta pay for it. Uh, and Amazon's making money. They're making their fulfillment their fulfillment fees and their processing fees and all this on merch by Amazon. But they let us use their machines. Now this is, I mean, if people aren't already excited and like you know their brain starts spinning like, oh, well, how can I use this? This is amazing. Consider this: the machines that they use to print these shirts. They print two shirts at a time. They take three people to run. These are these machines are the size of a car. They put a blank shirt on it. The print comes out, goes out, puts it in a bag, and gets shipped out. These machines cost $500,000. These are half-million-dollar machines that we get access to for free, right? So when someone says, oh, but I don't know what to make, I, it just blows my mind. because, And I, and I know a lot of big T-shirt sellers, right? From my background with Amazon FBA, I know, I know $10, $20 million a year T-shirt and apparel sellers. And they know what it, this cost to run. So I, I asked them, I was like, and, and it, it's, of course, the cost of the printer. And I say, you know, the cost of a startup that Amazon just handed to us, they just handed us a half million dollar startup business. It'd be like, okay, I'm going to go buy this half million dollar machine so I can offer my shirts on Amazon, right? Forget the prime and the customer service and the shipping and the returns and all that stuff Amazon's also doing. We're also getting this free half million dollar machine. Right, so when people say, "Oh, but you know, I don't know what to do," it's it's almost embarrassing, right? Amazon has given us a half million dollar startup for free. Amazing. So look, let's get into some more detail for this stuff. So first question is, does this work as a separate platform? Is it sort of bundled in with a seller central account for FBA, or, I mean, from our point point of view as sellers, first of all, well, um, it's completely separate, completely okay. separate platform. Um, you go to merch.amazon.com to request an account right now. If you're listening on replay, as we record this, it's it's invitation only. It's a waiting period, right? You don't. They're not declining anybody, but because of the popularity of the program, they can't keep up. So the best way that they found to kind of slow it down so they can they can grow and scale and keep the customers happy is to limit the number of new sellers that come in. So depending when you're listening to this, go to merch.amazon.com, request an invitation, or create an account. But and this will probably change in the future as well. Right now, 
it is tied to whatever account you sign up with, right? So I originally signed up with my Amazon buyer's account, account I've had for, for, for decades. So that's my login on Merch. Now, if I change my login in Amazon, I now change my login in Merch. And I can't change my login in Merch. It is what my Amazon account login is. That's just the way it works. There's no way around it. And I also have an account on my buyers or on my, uh, my seller account. And the logins are the same. I can't change them. So if I wanted to give someone access to my Merch account, I can't do that without also giving them my Amazon login, which for buyers, eh, who cares? I mean, what are they going to do? Uh, but I'm not really keen on giving over my Amazon seller account login to someone I may not know. Um, so right now they are tied, but they are not tied in the sense of if you get suspended on Amazon, if you have a policy violation, that's not going to affect your Merch by Amazon stuff. And if you accidentally upload some trademark stuff, you know, get some policy violations on the merch side, that's not going to affect your Amazon seller account. Okay, they are very different systems. Right now, they are, they really look different. Uh, I would expect to see maybe in the next six months, just guessing, um, you know, more seller central type features in Merch by Amazon dashboard so that you can promote your, your shirts. You can track some traffic and some click-throughs and stuff like that. Right now, there's none. Right. You so have no gonna, idea. So, to... <laughs> Two simple questions. I mean, first of all, it's good to know it's good to know that detail actually to not set something up with the wrong email address yeah. and be tied in. Make a brand something. new account. That's what I would do. Brand, brand new, new Amazon account. Request a merch account, and and just keep it separate. You can have so, as many Amazon accounts. You know, you don't. There's limits on seller accounts, but that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, uh, brand new Amazon buyer account. Then effectively, yeah, that's what I would do. Just have that yeah. for your merch account, and uh, just just let it ride. It's a very small but very important point, actually. Um, now, um, simple question number two or number whatever it is. Um, is it just T-shirts? I um, mean, you, you're mentioning T-shirts only, but I imagine merch is traditionally what somebody at the back of a, a rock gig would be selling, so T-shirts, <laughs> baseball caps. I mean, by the way, just confession, I'm not really that kind of person. I'm, an, I'm more of a classical slash jazz person. I'm a professional um, pianist, so I don't really tend to hang around but rock gigs so i'm pretty ignorant anyway so what other things can you sell on merch by amazon well you, you say oh you're, you're ignorant but, but you're not right <laughs> simply knowing the word merch like that's that's honestly where it came from was from you know the people would play their music they go to their gig and then they would actually only make money by selling their merch out of the trunk of their car their records their tapes their cds their shirts and could you imagine having three different designs in five different sizes and two different colors. I mean, we get into permutations here. We're like multiplying. You have 28 different items that you have to stock and, and restock and sell and keep track of and find. The, someone's giving you money. you got to find it. So, I mean, that's where the term merch came from. Now, at the time of this recording, merch is only T-shirts. Only T-shirts. That's it. Um, everybody wants hoodies. Everybody wants tank tops. Everybody wants V-necks. Everybody wants... Uh, I mean, I want visors, right? Like, I'm a visor guy. I want, I want merch by Amazon visors. So they didn't, I mean, this is, this is how you know, they did not call it t-shirts by Amazon. They called it merch by Amazon. So expect to see a lot more products. I don't want to say near future uh, for, for all you guys watching, you know, as this, came, this comes out, uh, because I don't know that. It, it might not be the near future, but eventually that's where Amazon wants to go. You guys have heard of Cafe Press and these other sites that have, have everything. And I think, in a way, we're at the two extremes. We have only T-shirts, and then we have everything. And I think giving people too much selection actually causes confusion and indecision. I mean, like you can you can have G-string underwear on Cafe Press and coffee cups, and and they still have mouse pads. And it's like, when I see a mouse pad on a website, I'm just thinking, 
I'm thinking no. These these are these guys are not like up to date, right? And that's I know better, right? But when I I see that, it doesn't inspire confidence that they're really looking to give me a product I want versus they're just throwing everything up and hey, maybe you'll buy a mouse pad, you know? So they right, add stuff, sure. Prey and spray kind of approach to <laughs> marketing. It's like well, it doesn't work. You know what? Amazon is a technology company first, right? Everything they do is based on data, right? So when, when they add, uh, you know, new products, it's going to be based on data that, that they know people are going to want to buy, that they can fulfill. Right? They want to do a lot of things, but there's physical limitations. A hoodie takes up at least six times more space than a T-shirt, right? Now, they're already stocking 15 colors, and I think, I mean, there's small, medium, large, extra large, two extra large. So say five, five, you know, men times women's times kids. We're at 15 times 15 t-shirt blanks, right? That's a lot of different t-shirt blanks. They have to stock, be able to pull, you know, and send out and, and keep track of all this stuff. So you're going to add now, you know, times two for hoodies, times three for V-necks, times four for, for tank tops. It's, there's just logistics that they have to work out. So I, I would expect to see additional products very slowly. Um, I backed that up with Amazon's history, actually, in which I'm sure you know about, more about than I do. But I know that Jeff Bezos was sitting back in the late 90s, whenever it was, he founded Amazon. He he considered, I think, seven or eight different product categories, and he decided to start with books for various reasons. I can't remember. There were, some of it was logistics. Some of it was uh, you know thinking about the marketing, whatever. But it was always about starting with something getting that established, getting a name for that. So in other words, what any good marketing really should be teaching is find a niche, dominate it, and then expand out from a position of strength and apart from anything, position of cash flow and uh, an established brand, and then gradually expand the brand. So that it makes total sense that he would apply the same thinking to this new business model, really. Yes, and I think people overlook that over and over and over again. Amazon is basically telling you, telling us to our face, T-shirts are the best place to start. And people are like, yeah, I like T-shirts, but can you do hoodies when they haven't done a single T-shirt? Yeah, right. Like, they're, they're thinking, yeah, but hoodies. I'm like, yeah, but you're not Amazon, right? You don't know what Amazon knows. And Amazon's not going to tell you direct what they know, but they're going to tell you indirect, right? They're, they're going to tell us with seller policies and, and rules and fee structures what they want. They know what they want. They know exactly what they want. They know the fee structure they need to hit to make it attractive to the to the marketplace. You know, they, they change the fee structure on, on small and light items so that sellers either raise their price or stop sending them in or start seller fulfilling. They know all this stuff. Uh, you know, it's like we're, I was watching this other video last night. They had a bunch of different examples. But it's like, you know, if you want to open up a fast food restaurant, you're like, well, where should we build it? Well, don't spend a lot of money doing research. Go build it next to McDonald's. Right, like McDonald's has already told you where the best place to have a fast food restaurant is. I want to open up a big retail store. Where should I build it? Oh, let's do market research and like, what are the demographics and the population? No, go build next to Walmart. Walmart has already told you exactly where the best place to have a retail store is. But like, oh, oh, that's too hard. Like, it's that it is that easy. <laughs> Just piggyback right? so, on the the back of these uh, genius businesses. Yeah, I mean, and Amazon's like encouraging us to do that. They want our selection so they can offer it to their customers. 